Hey guys, it's Wesley here, and on today's episode of Invest with Wesley, I want to talk to you about a pretty serious issue with socialized retirement, in this case, the United States Social Security System, what you need to do to prepare for the upcoming collapse of it, and some of the better options you would have as an investor for retirement, given that the Social Security tax just went away. With that being said, guys, let's get into it. So first off, I want to talk to you about the start of Social Security. It started in 1935 by President FDR. And if you know anything about history, this is right after the Great Depression. And the whole reason he endorsed this idea of socialized retirement is so people wouldn't have to go through the complete and utter devastating hardships that happened during the Great Depression. People's retirements completely went away due to the swings of the market. People lost their jobs. An entire generation of people started washing their aluminum foil and other things that people nowadays just completely throw away because that's how scarce resources were. So we had the public's best interest at heart at the time on creating a social security fund. Now, even way back then in the 30s, the fully funded retirement age of social security was age 65, but the life expectancy was much lower back then. For a man, you were expected to live until age 58, and for a woman, it was 62. And if the fully funded retirement age was 65, it's safe to say that everyone that did make it to the fully funded retirement age of 65 didn't use it for long. With these parameters in mind, people thought this SSI fund would last forever. But the problem is, SSI was never meant to replace retirement accounts. It was never meant to be a fully funded retirement program, only a supplement. And as medical research advanced and life expectancy advanced along with it, the issues that people never really thought of happening way back when started piling up in the, in the way Social Security runs things. Today, the life expectancy of a man is 86, while the life expectancy of a woman is 88. So you could see, compared to the life expectancy of people back in the 30s, we're living significantly longer. And that's a good thing because it keeps your relative around with you. But the bad thing is, when it comes to Social Security, that money has to last a lot longer. Instead of it lasting only a couple years, now it has to last maybe a couple decades. Now, in order to qualify to receive Social Security income payments, you have to work and contribute to SSI for at least 10 years. And if you were married for 10 or more years, you can also double dip the social security income that you receive. Whether you're still married or not, as long as you were once married for at least 10 years, you can actually receive portions of their social security. So if you reach retirement age and you're collecting your own social security, you were married but are now divorced, as long as you don't remarry, you can actually access part of your ex's social security. Now, that's outside the scope of this video, and there are rules and stipulations, and it's something you should look into if for some reason you're in that boat and you want to take advantage of it. But I want to get down to the numbers. I want to show you just how flawed the system is when we go from individualized retirement systems to socialized retirement systems. First, let's talk about the tax that goes to your check. There's a 12.4% tax on income that goes to Social Security. Now, you only pay 6.2% because your employer pays the rest. But if you're self-employed like myself, you have to pay the full 12.4%. So it's kind of good for the people that work for bigger companies. But if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur, then it kind of sucks because you'll have to pay double what everyone else is paying. Now, I should note here that you're only taxed up to a certain income limit. If you make $137,700 or more, you are only taxed at that 6.2% rate for the first $137,000. Now for most Americans, that really doesn't matter because the median income in America right now is around $60,000, so everyone's paying this 6.2% as far as the average American goes. 
But for the high income earners, only the first 137,000 is taxed at that 6.4%. At current tax code, any money you make in excess of that isn't part of that tax. Now, I should note here that President-elect Biden plans on changing that. If you make $400,000 or more in a year, it restarts. So the sweet spot per se would be making less than $400,000, but more than $137,000, because then the effective tax rate that you're seeing is less. But again, you're still paying the 6.2% tax on the first $137,000. Now on average, the people that have retired at full retirement age and received their SSI benefits are getting checks of about $1,500 a month which as a supplement is really good. But if that's your primary source of retirement, that is really bad. That is just above the poverty line. I'll talk to you more about those kind of numbers later, but right now I wanna talk to you about a different set of numbers. The numbers that talk about people contributing to social security versus people that are taking money from social security. When social security first started way back in the 30s, the contributions used to be 159 to one. That meant for every one person taking social security benefits, 159 people were contributing. Our current ratio is much, much smaller. Now the current ratio is 2.8 to one, meaning for every one person taking SSI benefits, 2.8 people are putting money into SSI. And that number is forever going down. Less and less people are contributing to SSI due to a myriad of reasons, and more and more people are taking money from SSI. So that, that ratio is forever going down. And even the SSI Board of Trustees have admitted that pretty soon, SSI is gonna go bankrupt. They're suspecting by 2035, SSI will be completely bankrupt and either have to be bailed out by the government or be completely dissolved. Now, I highly doubt that they're gonna dissolve SSI, one, because it would be political suicide in my opinion, but two, because it would also affect so many people that have been putting in up to that point. What's gonna happen with their money? Well, if they're bankrupt, chances are the public's not getting what they've put in back. You'll have an entire generation that is potentially relying on these benefits just for them to get dissolved. So I really don't think SSI being dissolved is really even on the table. That would force a government bailout. And there's only two ways the government knows how to bail things out. The first option would be lowering the distribution rate. So instead of on average $1,500 a month, you would see less, potentially much less. The second option is to raise more funds. And this is either going to be increased taxes or the feds printing more money. And chances are it'll probably be a combination of all three of these. Now, I also want to point out a fair bit of warning here. SSI was the wave of the future way back then. And then the path was paved for the pension. And a lot of people today grow up learning, get a good job that has a pension. But the problem with pensions is that the money keeps going missing and or not being contributed whatsoever. As an example, private businesses across the US are negative $700 billion. They have a $700 billion deficit in their pension programs. And when you go to the state and federal government level, that number jumps all the way up to $7 trillion in unfunded pension programs. So it's safe to say that when SSI goes belly up, so will the pension programs. That is why I preach to everyone, whether it's a lot of money or a little bit of money, you should always focus on IRAs and saving money for yourself. Because if you rely on a business, a government, or SSI, chances are you're not gonna be able to rely on them for very long. But I'll talk to you more about the pension bubble in a later video. Let's get back to the poverty line and all the numbers. Right now, the poverty line in the US is about $13,000 a year for a single household. 
For a two-person household, it's about $17,000 a year. Doing the math, if you take the average social security check that you're gonna receive every month and times that by 12 or 12 months in a year, you'll see that you're getting paid about $18,240 a year. So you can see for a family, that's barely above the poverty line. Now I get that when you do retire at age 65 fully funded, chances are you're not gonna be spending as much money as you would have in your 40s or 50s because you won't have as much going on. But still, you shouldn't be planning to retire just above the poverty line. You should be planning to retire wealthier, making the same amount of money, if not more. You should be able to enjoy your retirement years since you've put so many years prior into work. You should have some sort of freedom. So I wanna treat, I wanna treat the social security tax as if it were contributions to a 401k or some other employer-sponsored retirement program. I'm gonna use all average income across the US. I'm not gonna inflate the numbers with, oh, if this person made $200,000 a year, I'm not gonna do any of that. It's gonna be average numbers for average income earners across the entire US and see if we can beat what social security gives you because I promise you, we probably can. Now the median household income in the United States right now for a two person family is about $69,000 a year. If you contributed 6.2%, just like you do in this SSI tax, if you contributed 6.2% of that income into your 401k, and then your employer contributed another 6.2% as a match. If in total the amount that, the amount of money lost is 12.4%, which is the same that you're losing anyway due to the taxes, that would mean every year you would be investing $8,500 into the market. And if your 401k was just connected to an index and got average rate of returns, let's just say 9%. At the end of a 40 year long career, which is how long on average people work for in their careers, if after 40 years of you investing this $8,500 a month getting average rate of returns, you would have in retirement $3.3 million. And if we used that $3.3 million and also added to it the 4% rule, that means you would enjoy $132,000 a year in retirement. And remember, we did these numbers based on a 6.2% contribution of your yearly income matched by your employer on a median income of $69,000. That means you are nearly doubling your annual income in retirement doing this method. And if we're using the same numbers that the government is taxing its people, why can't we seem to get more than $1,500 a month in retirement? All the numbers are the same. The reason is the government is already way over leveraged and ever since the 2008 global financial crisis, even big pension programs like CalPERS have not been able to actually make a positive return. These pension programs and these SSI programs are literally hemorrhaging money. And it is the people that contribute to them aren't even contributing to their own retirement anymore. They're contributing to the person that's already retired. So if SSI really does go bankrupt in 2035 and we just completely have the system go kaput, then so many people are gonna be left without retirement savings. That's why I don't think the government would ever do that. But I do think it needs to be completely restructured and maybe instead of a tax, turn into an incentive program with better tax benefits. Kind of like what they did a couple years ago with solar energy and electric hybrid vehicles. But that's neither here nor there. The real scary part is the younger generation that's not receiving for retirement because they see that SSI tax coming out of their check every single month, they think it's taken care of. And in all reality, by the time the millennial generation retires, SSI could have long been extinct by then. 
So I always recommend people to start saving for yourself. If your company offers a match program, take advantage of the match program. But your focus should be on guarding your own money and not letting the government guard it for you. Because as history shows, with socialized forms of income, whether it's retirement or even the welfare program in the United States. As more and more people join those programs, less and less people contribute to them, and then eventually they're in a downward spiral with no return. So focus on guarding your own money. And if you wanna learn how to invest or how to create a budget so that you can invest, I'll link to a video where I talk about just that right up there. Hey guys, thanks for making it to the end of this video. I hope you got value in something I talked about today and I really hope I opened your eyes on the giant gleaming issue that is social security and why so many people are being set up for failure by not contributing to their own retirement account. If I got you to think about something new or sparked some sort of interest in you, please remember to like and subscribe so that the YouTube algorithm sends my channel and my videos out into the world so I can help educate more people on saving and investing. But until my next video guys, have a good one.